Good evening. Welcome to the Just Sleep Podcast. I'm Tasha, your host. Every week, I will read you an old story to help you relax, put the stressful day behind you, and drift off to sleep. Occasionally, we will run ads in order to cover the costs of the production of the podcast. Rest assured, there will be no ads during or after the story. If you prefer an ad-free and intro-free show, you can join Just Sleep Premium. Visit justsleeppodcast.com slash support for more information. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Tonight. I'm going to do things a little bit differently and read a number of very short stories from Aesop's fables. So lie down, close your eyes, and let me read you a story. 
fox and the grapes. A hungry fox saw some fine bunches of grapes hanging from a vine that was trained along a high trellis, and he did his best to reach them by jumping as high as he could into the air. But it was all in vain, for they were just out of reach. So he gave up trying and walked away with an air of dignity and unconcern, remarking, I thought those grapes were ripe, but I see now they are quite sour. The Goose That Laid the Golden Eggs A man and his wife had the good fortune to possess a goose which laid a golden egg every day. Lucky though they were, they soon began to think they were not getting rich fast enough, and imagining the bird was made of gold inside, they decided to kill it in order to secure the whole store of precious metal at once. But when they cut it open, they found it was just like any other goose. Thus, they neither got rich all at once, as they had hoped, nor enjoyed any longer the daily addition to their wealth. Much wants more, and loses all. The Mischievous Dog There was once a dog who used to snap at people and bite them without any provocation, and who was a great nuisance to everyone who came to his master's house. So his master fastened a bell round his neck to warn people of his presence. The dog was very proud of the bell and strutted about, tinkling it with immense satisfaction. But an old dog came up to him and said, The fewer airs you give yourself, the better, my friend. You don't think, do you, that your bell was given you as a reward of merit? On the contrary, it is a badge of disgrace. Notoriety is often mistaken for fame. The Cat and the Birds A cat heard that the birds and aviary were ailing. So he got himself up as a doctor, and taking with him a set of instruments proper to his profession, presented himself at the door and inquired after the health of the birds. We shall do very well, they replied, without letting him in, when we've seen the last of you. A villain may disguise himself, but he will not deceive the wise. Mercury and the Woodman A woodman was felling a tree in the bank of a river when his axe, glancing off the trunk, flew out of his hands and fell into the river. As he stood by the water's edge lamenting his loss, Mercury appeared and asked him the reason for his grief. And on learning what had happened, out of pity for his distress, he dived into the river and bringing up a golden axe asked him if that was the one he had lost. The woman replied that it was not, and Mercury then dived a second time, and bringing up a silver axe, asked if that was his. No, that is not mine either, said the woodman. Once more Mercury dived into the river and brought up the missing axe. The woodman was overjoyed at recovering his property and thanked his benefactor warmly, and the latter was so pleased with his honesty that he made him a present of the other two axes. 
When the woodman told the stories to his companions, one of them was filled with envy of his good fortune and determined to try his luck himself. So he went and began to fell a tree at the edge of the river and presently contrived to let his axe drop into the water. Mercury appeared as before, and on learning that his axe had fallen in, he dived and brought up a golden axe, as he had done on the previous occasion. Without waiting to be asked whether it was his or not, the fellow cried, That's mine, that's mine, and stretched out his hand eagerly for the prize. But Mercury was so disgusted at his dishonesty that he not only declined to give him the golden axe, but also refused to recover for him the one that he had let fall into the stream. Honesty is the best policy. The Lion and the Mouse A lion asleep in his lair was waked up by a mouse running over his face. Losing his temper, he seized it with his paw and was about to kill it. The mouse, terrified, piteously entreated him to spare its life. Please let me go, it cried, and one day I will repay you for your kindness. The idea of so insignificant a creature ever being able to do anything for him amused the lion so much that he laughed aloud and good-humouredly let it go. But the mouse's chance came, after all. One day, the lion got entangled in a net, which had been spread for game by some hunters, and the mouse heard and recognised his roars of anger and ran to the spot. Without more ado, it set to work to gnaw the ropes with its teeth and succeeded before long in setting the lion free. There, said the mouse, you laughed at me when I promised I would repay you. But now you see, even a mouse can help a lion. The Crow and the Pitcher A thirsty crow found a pitcher with some water in it, but so little was there that, try as she might, she could not reach it with her beak, and it seemed as though she would die of thirst without sight of the remedy. At last, she hit upon a clever plan. She began dropping pebbles into the pitcher, and with each pebble the water rose a little higher, until at last it reached the brim, and the knowing bird was enabled to quench her thirst. Necessity is the mother of invention. The North Wind and the Sun A dispute arose between the North Wind and the Sun, each claiming that he was stronger than the other. At last they agreed to try their powers upon a traveller, to see which could soonest strip him of his cloak. The North Wind had the first try, and gathering up all his force for the attack, he came whirling furiously down upon the man, and caught up his cloak as though he would wrest it from him by one single effort. But the harder he blew, the more closely the man wrapped it around himself. Then came the turn of the sun. At first he beamed gently upon the traveller, who soon unclasped his cloak and walked with it, hanging loosely about his shoulders. Then he shone forth in his full strength, and the man, before he had gone many steps, was glad to throw his cloak right off. 
and complete his journey more lightly clad. Persuasion is better than force. The Shepherd's Boy and the Wolf A shepherd's boy was tending his flock near a village and thought it would be great fun to hoax the villagers by pretending that a wolf was attacking the sheep. So he shouted out, Wolf, wolf. And when the people came running up, he laughed at them for their pains. He did this more than once. And every time the villagers found they had been hoaxed, for there was no wolf at all. At last, a wolf really did come, and the boy cried, Wolf, wolf, as loud as he could. But the people were so used to hearing him call that they took no notice of his cries for help. And so, the wolf had it all his own way and killed off sheep after sheep at his leisure. You cannot believe a liar, even when he tells the truth. The Fox and the Goat A fox fell into a well and was unable to get out again. By and by, a thirsty goat came by, and seeing the fox in the well, asked him if the water was good. Good, said the fox. It's the best water I've ever tasted in my life. Come down and try it yourself. The goat thought of nothing but the prospect of quenching his thirst and jumped in at once. When he had had enough to drink, he looked about, like the fox, for some way of getting out, but could find none. Presently, the fox said, I have an idea. You stand on your hind legs and plant your forelegs firmly against the side of the well. And then I'll climb onto your back. And from there, by stepping on your horns, I can get out. And when I'm out, I'll help you out too. The goat did as he was requested, and the fox climbed on his back, and so, out of the well. And then he coolly walked away. The goat called after him, and reminded him of his promise to help him out. But the fox merely turned and said, If you had as much sense in your head as you have hair in your beard, you wouldn't have gotten into the well without making certain that you could get out again. Look before you leap. The Dog and the Cook A rich man once invited a number of his friends and acquaintances to a banquet. His dog thought it would be a good opportunity to invite another dog, a friend of his. So he went to him and said, My master is giving a feast. There will be a fine spread. So come and dine with me tonight. The dog thus invited came. And when he saw the preparations being made in the kitchen, he said to himself, My word, I'm in luck. I'll take care to eat enough tonight to last me two or three days. At the same time, he wagged his tail briskly, by way of showing his friend how delighted he was to have been asked. But just then the cook caught sight of him, and in his annoyance at seeing a strange dog in the kitchen, caught him up by the hind legs and threw him out of the window. He had a nasty fall, and limped away as quickly as he could, howling dismally. Presently, some other dogs met him and said, Well, what sort of a dinner did you get? To which he replied, I had a splendid time. The wine was so good, and I drank so much of it, that I really don't remember how I got out of the house. Be shy of favours bestowed 
at the expense of others. Father and Sons A certain man had several sons who were always quarreling with one another, and try as he might, he could not get them to live together in harmony. So he determined to convince them of their folly by the following means. Bidding them fetch a bundle of sticks, he invited each in turn to break it across his knee. All tried and all failed. And then he undid the bundle and handed them the sticks one by one when they had no difficulty at all in breaking them. There, my boys, said he, united, you will be more than a match for your enemies. But if you quarrel and separate, your weakness will put you at the mercy of those who attack you. Union is strength. The Man and the Lion A man and a lion were companions on a journey. And in the course of conversation, they began to boast about their prowess. And each claimed to be superior to the other in strength and courage. They were still arguing with some heat when they came to a crossroad where there was a statue of a man strangling a lion. There, said the man triumphantly, look at that. Doesn't that prove to you that we are stronger than you? Not so fast, my friend, said the lion. That is only your view of the case. If we lions could make statues, you may be sure that in most of them you would see the man underneath. There are two sides to every question. The Mice and the Weasels There was a war between the mice and the weasels in which the mice always got the worst of it, numbers of them being killed and eaten by the weasels. So they called a council of war in which an old mouse got up and said, It's no wonder we are always beaten, for we have no generals to plan our battles and direct our movements in the field. Acting on his advice, they chose the biggest mice to be their leaders. And these, in order to be distinguished from the rank and file, provided themselves with helmets bearing large plumes of straw. They then led out the mice to battle, confident of victory. But they were defeated as usual, and were soon scampering as fast as they could to their holes. All made their way to safety without difficulty, except the leaders, who were so hampered by the badges of their rank that they could not get into their holes and fell easy victims to their pursuers. Greatness carries its own penalties. The Lion, the Bear, and the Fox A lion and a bear were fighting for possession of a kid, which they had both seized at the same moment. The battle was long and fierce, and at length, both of them were exhausted and lay upon the ground severely wounded and gasping for breath. A fox had all the time been prowling round and watching the fight, and when he saw the combatants lying there too weak to move, he slipped in and seized the kid and ran off with it. They looked on helplessly, and one said to the other, Here we've been mauling each other all this while, and no one the better for it, except the fox. The Hare and the Tortoise A hare was one day making fun of a tortoise for being so slow upon his feet. Wait a bit, said the tortoise. I'll run a race with you, 
and I'll wager that I win. Oh well, replied the hare, who was much amused at the idea. Let's try and see. And it was soon agreed that the fox should set a course for them and be the judge. When the time came, both started off together, but the hare was soon so far ahead that he thought he might as well have a rest. So he soon lay down and fell fast asleep. Meanwhile, the tortoise kept plodding on and in time reached the goal. At last, the hare woke up with a start and dashed on at his fastest, but only to find that the tortoise had already won the race. Slow and steady wins the race. The Clown and the Countryman A nobleman announced his intention of giving a public entertainment in the theatre and offered splendid prizes to all who had any novelty to exhibit at the performance. The announcement attracted a crowd of conjurers, jugglers and acrobats, and among the rest a clown, very popular with the crowd, who let it be known that he was going to give an entirely new turn. When the day of the performance came, the theatre was filled from top to bottom some time before the entertainment began. Several performers exhibited their tricks, and then the popular favourite came on empty-handed and alone. At once there was a hush of expectation, and he, letting his head fall upon his breast, imitated the squeak of a pig to such perfection that the audience insisted on his producing the animal, which they said he must have somewhere concealed about his person. He, however, convinced them that there was no pig there, and then the applause was deafening. Among the spectators was a countryman who disparaged the clown's performance and announced that he would give a much superior exhibition of the same trick on the following day. Again the theatre was filled to overflowing, and again the cloud gave his imitation amidst the cheers of the crowd. The countryman, meanwhile, before going on the stage, had secreted a young porker under his smock, and when the spectators derisively bade him to do better if he could, he gave it a pinch in the air and made it squeal loudly. But they all with one voice shouted, that the clown's imitation was much more true to life. Thereupon, he produced the pig from under his smock and said sarcastically, There, that shows what sort of judges you are. The Lark and the Farmer A lark nested in a field of corn and was rearing her brood under cover of the ripening grain. One day, before the young were fully fledged. The farmer came to look at the crop, and finding it yellowing fast, he said, I must send round word to my neighbours to come and help me reap this field. One of the young larks overheard him, and was very much frightened, and asked her mother whether they hadn't better move house at once. There's no hurry, replied she. A man who looks to his friends for help will take his time about a thing. In a few days the farmer came by again and saw that the grain was overripe and falling out of the ears upon the ground. I must put it off no longer, he said. This very day I'll hire the men and set them to work at once. 
the lark heard him and said to her young, Come, my children, we must be off. He talks no more of his friends now, but is going to take things in hand himself. Self-help is the best help. The Wolf and the Sheep A wolf was worried and badly bitten by dogs and lay a long time for dead. By and by he began to revive and feeling very hungry, called out to a passing sheep and said, Would you kindly bring me some water from the stream close by? I can manage about meat, if only I could get something to drink. But this sheep was no fool. I can quite understand, said he, that if I bring you the water, you would have no difficulty about the meat. Good morning. The Town Mouse and the Country Mouse A town mouse and a country mouse were acquaintances, and the country mouse one day invited his friend to come and see him at his home in the fields. The town mouse came, and they sat down to a dinner of barleycorns and roots, the latter of which had a distinctly earthy flavour. The fare was not much to the taste of the guest, and presently he broke out with, My poor dear friend, you live here no better than the ants. Now." You should just see how I fare. My larder is a regular horn of plenty. You must come and stay with me, and I promise you, you shall live on the fat of the land. So when he returned to town, he took the country mouths with him and showed him into a larder containing flour and oatmeal and figs and honey and dates. The country mouse had never seen anything like it and sat down to enjoy the luxuries his friend provided. But before they had well begun, the door of the larder opened and someone came in. The two mice scampered off and hid themselves in a narrow and exceedingly uncomfortable hole. Presently, when all was quiet, they ventured out again. But someone else came in and off they scuttled again. This was too much for the visitor. Goodbye, said he. I'm off. You live in the lap of luxury, I can see but you are surrounded by dangers, whereas at home I can enjoy my simple dinner of roots and corn in peace. The Farmer and the Fox A farmer was greatly annoyed by a fox who came prowling about his yard at night and carried off his fowls. So he set a trap for him and caught him, and in order to be revenged upon him, he tied a bunch of tow to his tail and set fire to it and let him go. As ill luck would have it, however, the fox made straight for the fields where the corn was standing ripe and ready for cutting. It quickly caught fire and was all burnt up and the farmer lost all his harvest. Revenge is a two-edged sword. The Grasshopper and the owl. An owl, who lived in a hollow tree, was in the habit of feeding by night and sleeping by day, but her slumbers were greatly disturbed by the chirping of a grasshopper who had taken up his abode in the branches. She begged him repeatedly to have some consideration for her comfort, but the grasshopper, if anything, only chirped the louder. At last, the owl could stand it no longer 
but determined to rid herself of the pest by means of a trick. Addressing herself to the grasshopper, she said in her pleasantest manner, As I cannot sleep for your song, which, believe me, is as sweet as the notes of Apollo's lyre, I have a mind to taste some nectar, which Minerva gave me the other day. Won't you come in and join me? The grasshopper was flattered by the praise of his song, and his mouth, too, watered at the mention of the delicious drink, so he said he would be delighted. No sooner had he got inside the hollow, where the owl was sitting, than she pounced upon him and ate him up. The Cobbler Turned Doctor A very unskillful cobbler, finding himself unable to make a living at his trade, gave up mending boots and took to doctoring instead. He gave out that he had the secret of a universal antidote against all poisons and acquired no small reputation thanks to his talent for puffing himself. One day, however, he fell very ill and the king of the country bethought him that he would test the value of his remedy. Calling, therefore, for a cup, he poured out a dose of the antidote and, under pretense of mixing poison with it, added a little water and commanded him to drink it. Terrified by the fear of being poisoned, the cobbler confessed that he knew nothing about medicine and that his antidote was worthless. Then the king summoned his subjects and addressed them as follows. What folly could be greater than yours? Here is this cobbler to whom no one will send his boots to be mended, and yet you have not hesitated to entrust him with your lives. The Miller, His Son, and Their Donkey A miller, accompanied by his young son, was driving his donkey to market in hopes of finding a purchaser for him. On the road they met a troop of girls, laughing and talking, who exclaimed, Did you ever see such a pair of fools? to be trudging along the dusty road when they might be riding. The miller thought there was some sense in what they said, so he made his son mount the donkey and himself walked at the side. Presently, they met some of his old cronies who greeted them and said, You'll spoil that son of yours, letting him ride while you toil along on foot. Make him walk, young lazybones. It'll do him all the good in the world. The miller followed their advice and took his son's place on the back of the donkey while the boy trudged along behind. They had not gone far when they overtook a party of women and children and the miller heard them say, What a selfish old man! He himself rides in comfort but lets his poor little boy follow as best he can on his own legs. So he made his son get up behind him. Further along the road, they met some travellers who asked the miller whether the donkey he was riding was his own property or beast hired for the occasion. He replied that it was his own and that he was taking it to market to sell. Good heavens, said they, with a load like that, the poor beast will be so exhausted by the time he gets there that no one will look at him. Why, you do better to carry him. Anything to please you, said the old man. We can but try. So they got off, tied the donkey's legs together with a rope, and slung him on a pole, and at last reached the town, carrying him between them. This was so absurd a sight 
that the people ran out in crowds to laugh at it and chafed the father and son unmercifully, some even calling them lunatics. They had then got to a bridge over the river where the donkey, frightened by the noise and his unusual situation, kicked and struggled till he broke the ropes that bound him and fell into the water and was drowned. Whereupon the unfortunate miller, vexed and ashamed, made the best of his way home again, convinced that in trying to please all, he had pleased none, and he had lost his donkey into the bargain. The Dog and the Wolf A dog was lying in the sun before a farmyard gate when a wolf pounced upon him. I was just going to eat him up, but he begged for his life and said, You see how thin I am and what a wretched meal I should make you now. But if you will only wait a few days, my master is going to give a feast. All the rich scraps and pickings will fall to me, and I shall get nice and fat. Then will be the time for you to eat me. The wolf thought this was a very good plan and went away. Sometime afterwards, he came to the farmyard again and found the dog lying out of reach on the stable roof. Come down, he called, and be eaten. You remember our agreement. But the dog said coolly, My friend, if ever you catch me lying down by the gate there again, don't you wait for any feast. Once bitten, twice shy. The Fox and the Leopard A fox and a leopard were disputing about their looks, and each claimed to be the more handsome of the two. The leopard said, Look at my smart coat. You have nothing to match that. But the fox replied, Your coat may be smart, but my wits are smarter still. Good night.